Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Thursday, April 13th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Only seven games on the betting board for today, and a couple of them have already started by the time I've started recording today's podcast. So not a whole lot on the Thursday card, but we do have a very big weekend of baseball coming up, and I'll have one more edition for this week of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets on Friday to talk about the weekend, kind of preview some different things, and I will be doing that with the Friday episodes as we go forward here, kind of previewing Saturday and Sunday, giving you a little bit of a peek at what I'm thinking about for those respective games. We still got to get through Thursday first, and we'll do that here in a couple of minutes on the podcast before i get into a deep dive on major league baseball just want to remind you over at vcin.com we're starting to ramp up our draft coverage myself and zach cohen going with a divide and conquer approach to cover as much as we can for the nfl draft the first round is two weeks from today we've got picks up on the or excuse me not picks we have articles up on the odds for the top five selections pick number one through number five some scouting reports on the available prospects that are contenders to go at those specific picks. So you can check that out over at vcin.com. We'll have plenty more as we get closer here to the National Football League draft. NBA playoffs still ongoing last night in the NHL. Make sure you check out Jonathan Von Tobel and Zach Cohen in the NBA, Andy McNeil in the NHL, and their respective podcasts, Hardwood Handicappers and our vcin hockey betting podcast. We got it all for you over at the website, golf, UFC, NASCAR with Steve Mackin simulations, all kinds of stuff for your betting dollar over at vcin.com. You get free page views. Also, you can take advantage of the introductory $9.99 offer. So check that all out over at vcin.com. And of course, if you get the chance, rate, review, subscribe to our podcasts, including vcin daily baseball bets here. Five-star reviews, very, very much appreciated. Uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed the content so far. I know we've gotten some positive feedback about the shows. And as I mentioned before, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Skating Tripods, or shoot me an email, 
a burke b-u-r-k-e at vsin.com let me know if you got feedback things you want to learn about stats you want to suggest for the monday episodes whatever the case may be all right so with all that out of the way let's dive into some things that we saw on wednesday or, or maybe what we didn't see on wednesday because i spent a lot of time on yesterday's show talking about the weather talking about how yesterday looked like a great day for offense it was not it over the 15 games on wednesday 31 home runs hit 133 runs 8.8 runs per game across major league baseball despite some really really good hitting weather and the thing about it is you know we had a bunch of unders you know we had 16 runs scored in the red Sox and rays game we had 12 scored in the a's and orioles uh 15 out on the west coast in that dodgers and giants game where the wind was blowing out a little bit at oracle park but you know, we had some teams have really big offensive days scoring five, six, seven runs on their own, but a lot of games that stayed under the total and specifically a lot of games early in the day where, you know, typically you would think with the warmer weather, the better hitting conditions, you would see more offense during the day, but that wasn't really the case. And something I want to bring to your attention here, especially because it's important on Wednesdays and Thursdays, could be important a little bit on Mondays as well if you get a wraparound series. But it can be a little bit tricky diving into some of these games with getaway days, Wednesdays and Thursdays. You look, for example, at the Yankees game, Anthony Volpe batting leadoff for the Yankees came out of that game batting just 143, went one for four. Uh, Gleyber Torres pinch ran, but he didn't start in that game. Uh, The backup catcher, Kyle Higashioka, wound up playing over Jose Trevino. So you'll get this in these getaway day games where sometimes guys just don't play. And that's something that, you know, look, I mean, if you have the luxury to wait until lineups come out and I don't with the timing to record this podcast and also the timing with which I released the article, but if you have the time to be able to wait for those lineups to come out, you can take away some of the uncertainty with these Wednesday and Thursday games where you get these day games. Maybe sometimes guys won't play, Uh, You know, for example, with the Orioles, right? Adley Rutschman is behind the plate for this game against the A's, the 105 Eastern first pitch uh, at Oriole Park. But there will be Wednesdays and Thursdays with day games where he's just not playing. And that's a big loss for a Baltimore lineup that, you know, they perform very well against lefties so far, not so much against righties. I guess they've had, you know, their fair share of good days against righties. But you'll run into spots where those guys won't play on Wednesdays or Thursdays. You'll be missing some really big bats. It's early in the season. You know, managers don't want to grind anybody down at this time of the year. So you may run into some spots where in the middle of the week, big bats don't play. And those will create some line moves out there in the marketplace. Because as I talked about on one of the early shows, you know, you get basically three good waves of line moves. One is overnight when the lines get posted. The second is early morning as the East Coast gets stirring after the night before is in the books and they can, you know, update their spreadsheets, update their models, reassess, you know, where teams are, if anybody got hurt the night before. And then the third wave of line movement is when the lineup gets released. And for example, today, and this is a game that I do have a play on, so I'll talk more about it later on in the show, but for the Minnesota Twins, You know, Byron Buxton gets upended in that game yesterday. Very, very ugly fall. Appears to hit his head uh, on the dirt. He was down for a while. Did leave under his own power. But that was one where, you know, that's a guy that maybe doesn't play today. 
you know, because he had that hard fall, we'll see if he wakes up a little bit stiff, you know, if there's any kind of lingering issues with, you know, potential head injury, something like that. We can assume that Buxton will play because he seemed okay during his post-game interview and, and all of that, but he may wake up today and not feel right. And if Buxton's not in the lineup for the Twins, that's a massive adjustment that happens with that number, not only because he's a great hitter, but also because he's a really good defensive center fielder with a fly ball guy and Joe Ryan on the mound. So these are things that you want to take into consideration every day with Major League Baseball. And again, it's tough for me because I've got to get the podcast out. I've got to get the article out. You know, I don't really have time to wait around and wait for these lineups to be posted, but there will be guys that create line moves. There will be guys that if they're out of the lineup are going to either take you off of a position or, you know, maybe you have to reevaluate what you want to do with the position that you already have. You know, you may be holding on to a team at a decent price, but then you find out a couple of guys aren't playing and all of a sudden the price goes down and you've got to think, okay, do I want to bet the other side, kind of buy off of this bet, just drink the juice, or do I want to cross my fingers and hope that it comes through? This is something that you'll have to consider with Wednesday and Thursday cards specifically, Sundays as well. You know, Sundays, one of the reasons I don't do the article on Sunday is because you have so many early games, but also you wind up with, you know, guys may be sitting out, uh, you know, all of a sudden the cleanup hitter is not batting because he's played, you know, six straight games over six days, you know, before that, stuff like that. Managers try to balance the workloads of these guys as much as they possibly can. And so, you, know, you may run into a situation where you like a game in the morning, you lock it in, all of a sudden somebody's not playing and you know, you're kind of left holding the bag a little bit. So it's just something to keep in mind, just something to consider, especially for Wednesday and Thursday when you've got these getaway day cards. And truth be told, you know, I don't know how much situational spots matter in Major League Baseball. I know that they matter in other sports. They matter in the NBA with back-to-backs and trying to guess you know, whether or not players will be in the lineup. They matter in the NHL because starting goaltenders mean so much towards the line and guys typically don't play back-to-back days, stuff like that. In Major League Baseball, guys are playing back-to-back days all the time. But with getaway day games, you know, you may be going home at the end of a long road trip. You may be going to a more desirable city. You may even have a day off in that city. You know, you may play a getaway day game on Wednesday, be off on Thursday and San Diego or Seattle or you know Miami or Tampa Bay or something like that where you, know, you can go to the beach, you can go to some restaurants, you can go golfing with the boys on the off day, stuff like that. You know, so those are things that are a little bit concerning in terms of getaway day games. And, and really there's no rhyme or reason. You know, there's there's no way to know if it's going to be a factor or not. I will admit maybe sometimes I shy away from a game just because I think that there's some kind of possibility that a team may be looking ahead, may sleepwalk through the game, something like that. But again, a lot of times it comes down to maybe the team's not sleepwalking, but one of their best hitters is getting a day off. You know, that's something that happens quite frequently throughout the course of the season. And you'll see it early on because they want to get guys into a regimen and, you know, sort of get them into the rhythms of the season without wearing them down. You'll see it in the summertime when guys are just getting tired because it's hot. You're playing outdoors every day. The travel starts to catch up with you, stuff like that. Those are things that in the middle of the week with these day games, you absolutely want to have under consideration. 
One last thing I want to mention here before we dive into the seven-game slate for Thursday, although I guess it's down to five now uh, because we had a couple of day games. But I retweeted, again, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Skating Tripods. I retweeted a table from Jason Collette, who's been a contributor to Baseball Prospectus and a lot of other places uh, over the last decade plus. A really good follow on Twitter, a very smart baseball mind. But he's been posting a daily update in terms of year-over-year numbers, looking at March and April stats from 2023 to 2022 and also 2023 to 2021. Again, you can check this out at Skating Tripods on Twitter. But some of the big takeaways that I had from looking at the data here so far, the home run per contact rate is up 25% from 2022, but down 3.5% from 2021. And if you remember last season, the ball was extremely dead in the month of April. I I don't know why. I know weather can always be a factor. We were coming off of the expedited spring training because of the lockout, but the ball was just dead last year. About mid-May, the ball changed, and that's when you know we all kind of got the inkling that, you know what, we're using two different balls this season, and offense from May 15th on kind of looked like 2021 and, and some of the other previous seasons, but I don't think that there's really anything to take away here other than to say that we're probably looking at an offensive environment that's closer to 2021 just with the shift ban and the pitch clock, which is I've talked about multiple times over, has already in, increased the level of offense, increased the number of base runners here for this season. Another takeaway from Colette's table, batting average on balls in play up 11.8% from last season on pulled ground balls and straightaway ground balls. So ground balls hit up the middle. So up 11.8% from last year, up 14% from 2021. So that is a direct impact of the shift ban and guys not being able to play behind second base, guys not being able to have three infielders on one side of the field, stuff like that. So the batting average on balls in play is absolutely up. The home run to fly ball percentage, just to again illustrate how dead the ball was last year, that's up 26%. Year over year from 2022, but down 5.3% from 2021. So again, up from the slow offensive start we had last year, but down from what we saw in 2021. Uh, And then also strikeout percentage. So strikeout percentage is down 1.1% from last year's April and May. Or actually, I guess I should say uh, last year's April, excuse me, April 7th, of course, being opening day coming out of the lockout. But strikeout percentage is down 6.8% from March and April of 2021. And if you'll recall, in 2021, that's when the foreign substance crackdown took place starting in May and then going into June where they really cracked down on it. And then strikeouts did drop as we went throughout the season. So definitely seeing a lot more balls in play with the foreign substance crackdown. As I mentioned, more balls in play going for hits. So that's kind of why we've seen a little bit of an uptick in offense here so far. But the home run rate is lagging a little bit behind 2021, despite some initial reports that the drag coefficient of the baseball may be a little bit lower this season. So we're still toying around to see what the baseball plays like from a power standpoint. But we are seeing more hits. We're seeing more balls in play. And of course, uh, stolen bases, excuse me, way, way up. Stolen base percentage up 8.3%. From last year, 5.1% from 2021. The stolen base attempt rate up almost 21% from last year 
and over 37% from 2021. So more balls in play, more hits, more steals, but we're not really seeing any uptick in power at this point in time. Coming up after a short break, I'll talk about the Thursday card in Major League Baseball and the one play that made the cut for me here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my All right, welcome back in, everybody, to this Thursday, April 13th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Can't believe the season already two weeks old here. Uh, feels like it's kind of flown by in a lot of respects. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, the NFL Draft, two weeks away. So make sure you head over to VEASAN.com and check out all of our draft content. As far as the card goes here today for Thursday, uh, really not a whole lot. You know, we don't know the starting pitcher in Milwaukee. Could be Bryce Wilson. Could be Eric Lauer moved up a day. 
Uh, could be just a full-on bullpen game. I call those Johnny Holstaff games uh, for the Brewers there as they face Nick Martinez and the Padres. If I had any inclination of who would be starting for Milwaukee there, I would have maybe faded Nick Martinez at that pretty big favorite price. He has not performed well as a starter in his career or in his first two starts this season. Big issue with the walk. Uh, they're about a dollar fifty favorite out there in the marketplace. And, and again, if I knew who Milwaukee was going to start, uh, I may have found myself on the Brewers largely as a fade of Nick Martinez in that one. Bailey Falter and Nick Lodolo, the pitching matchup at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, two pretty decent left-handers here, specifically Lodolo, who had 12 strikeouts over seven innings against the Phillies in his last start. And yet here we are. We see the impact of Great American Ballpark, total of nine for this game. Weather's going to be in the mid-70s in Cincinnati. That is a place where the ball absolutely carries well when the weather warms up. Not the most optimal of hitting conditions. It won't be humid or anything like that, but you can see the impact that Great American Ballpark has, where you have two pretty good lefties there. A couple of, I would say, average to you know slightly above average if you combine the two uh, offensive teams, but yet we have a total of nine there. So... That's a pretty interesting indicator just of how the Reds are priced at home and also kind of the thoughts about offense, both at Great American Ballpark and around the league as a whole. Uh, the Pirates and the Cardinals, just quick thoughts on this one. Jordan Montgomery gets the ball for the Cardinals, Vince Velasquez for the Pirates. What I'm really curious to see here is in the first home stand at Bush Stadium, which is generally speaking a really good pitcher's park, you had the Cardinals, the Blue Jays, and the Braves. So three basically top five offensive teams in that first homestand, 311 combined average, 462 slugging percentage, 61 runs scored over those six games. So an average of more than 10 runs per game, there were 19 runs scored on opening day. So that skews the data a little bit, but I'll be curious to see how the ballpark plays with the Pirates heading to town where the Pirates have kind of leveled off a little bit here. Uh, over the last few days, I know they had that walk-off win over the Astros, but you know the the loss of O'Neill Cruz is a big deal for them offensively. And you know this is a team hitting a lot of fly balls this year. They've increased their power production rather nicely, but you know taking on Jordan Montgomery and, and a Cardinals rotation that you know needs a lift from a guy like Montgomery. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. But that's another total at Bush Stadium going up from eight to eight and a half with some over juice. So again, in a lot of these games, we're seeing totals moves up, you know, a, a half a run or at least a good 10 to 15 cents in juice based on what we've seen here so far around Major League Baseball. One other game to touch on that I don't have a play on, that's the Tigers and Blue Jays here. That's Spencer Turnbull and Chris Bassett up at Rogers Center. You know, I talked on Tuesday's show about Rogers Center and the ballpark adjustments that were made. We haven't really seen a ton of offense so far. I mean, both of these games effectively four to three. The Blue Jays scored five runs off of uh, a Tigers, you know, recent call up on the eighth inning on Tuesday to widen that game out to nine to three. But, you know, we did see six home runs in that first game, but a lot of solo shots uh, yesterday. Not much of anything. And in fact, the Blue Jays had to rally off of the Tigers bullpen just to come away with a win in that one. So. I did give some thought to over nine. I did give some thought to over five for the first five with Turnbull and Bassett. Uh, Bassett walked five, even though he looked better in his last start against the Angels, got completely shelled in his first start against the Cardinals. Not really sure I'm buying a whole lot of Chris Bassett stock right now 
And I don't want to buy any Spencer Turnbull stock because he's just not locating well at all whatsoever. I think he threw 72 pitches in his last start, had one swing and miss. So obviously the quality of his stuff, not particularly good. But one last note I want to say about this game. You know, I just talked about how I don't know if, you know, look ahead spots and situational spots and stuff like that exist in Major League Baseball. I've thought about it. I've thought about travel, especially coming off of Sunday night baseball. If you're making a long trip, something like that, that will be a play I consider. Um, But in this one, Toronto welcomes Tampa Bay tomorrow, and we'll see if Tampa Bay is still undefeated. Uh, That game tied in the bottom of the second as I'm recording here. We'll see if Tampa Bay is still undefeated, but obviously, you know, Toronto and Tampa Bay, two likely playoff teams in the American League East, that's a much more important series to the Blue Jays then finishing off this final game against the Tigers. So will they kind of sleepwalk through this game a little bit? I don't know. I guess that's a possibility. So the game I do have a play on here tonight as we head to the Bronx, the Twins and the Yankees, Joe Ryan and Johnny Brito in this one here. And, you know, Ryan's pitched really, really well so far this season. A lot of strikeouts, 16 strikeouts over his first two starts, covering 12 innings. He's only given up six hits. Has allowed some hard contact, and that is a bit of a concern, but better life on the fastball. The velocity's up. Slider looks better. He's throwing a splitter for the first time this year as well. I think that will be a pitch that's a big separator for him. And this Twins pitching staff, they've struck out over 30% of opposing batters so far. So they're just, you know, that's what they do. They're just doing a really good job of of inducing a lot of swings and misses here early on in the season. So, That's something that, you know, we'll see if they're able to continue here as we go forward. But the Twins lineup, they're dealing with a lot of issues right now. As I mentioned, Byron Buxton maybe doesn't play today. We'll see if he's able to get out there. Uh, They lost Kyle Farmer yesterday. He got hit square in the face by a Lucas Giolito fastball. It was a very, very scary moment. Seems like he's largely okay. Just had to have some dental surgery and some stitches, no fractures, at least as of now. Uh, but they're missing him now. They're already missing Joey Gallo, Max Kepler, Alex Kirilov, and Jorge Polanco. This is a walking wounded team. Carlos Correa hasn't played since Saturday with a bad back. And I watched Rocco Baldelli's post game yesterday after their 3-1 to win against the White Sox, and he said you know, he was seeing the praises of his team for kind of rallying after the Farmer incident and with Buxton going out and all of that. And he's like, you know, and, and we had some other guys that were out there hurting too. So this Twins team, they're really up against it right now. So, you know, for Brito, a guy that throws a lot of changeups, has a really good changeup, throws a mid-90s fastball. He's tall, but he's really thin. You know, he's 6'2", like a buck 60, buck 65. Kind of a lot of arms and legs and stuff and a lot of deception. I think he could be a little bit difficult to pick up the first time that you're seeing him. So took the under five, uh, four and a half. For under four and a half for the first five there, minus 115 in that game. I know it's tricky to, uh, you know, F with unders with what's going on this season here. But, you know, look, I mean, it, it just seven games on the board. And I do like these two starting pitchers. I do like these two in this matchup specifically. Uh, Ryan gets a lot of swing and miss from the right-hand side. I've seen that be a very, very useful strategy with basically every Guardians pitcher that they have. So as long as Ryan's able to, you know, avoid the multi-run homers here, uh, hopefully this one should be good. So Yankees and Twins, first five, under four and a half, minus 115. The only play for Thursday on a small 
seven-game card. But you know what? We're back to 15 games tomorrow, all of them being night games. Should have more for you, not only in the article over at vcin.com, but also on the next edition here of vcin Daily Baseball Bets. Rate, review, subscribe, throw me a five-star. Greatly appreciate it. Throw a five-star to all of my colleagues and their podcasts as well if you get the opportunity. And, uh, hey, I will talk to you again tomorrow here on vcin Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.